heart of Wellington, Kansas, Powder and String Outfitters is your down-home, one-stop shop for all things shooting sports and outdoors. Welcome to the Powder and String Podcast. I would like to welcome everybody back to Powder and String Outfitters podcast. Thank you for all of our listeners for tuning back in. Greatly appreciate all of you guys' input and following us and liking us on all of our social media pages. We really appreciate that. It's extremely difficult for us to grow on social media, being that we're 2A um, lovers, I guess it would be. And uh, so if you can go out there and like and share and comment, all of that good stuff. We greatly appreciate it. Today with me in the studio, I've got Blake Dickey. Welcome to the podcast, Blake. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> for uh, for our listeners that are out there, you've probably heard me reference Blake quite a little bit. Um, Blake's now officially, I've referred to him often in here as like my, my son-in-law because it was just a lot easier because mm-hmm. he was... Um, I don't know. What were you too scared or something or what? I don't know. I just, I was still, uh, it's like I was still in trial mode for a while. Oh, you're definitely in trial mode. But what we're kind of joking around and laughing about is, is that he, he just actually asked Jessica, my daughter to uh, marry him. So, and she said, yes, as far as I know. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You don't remember? No, I don't remember. There's a lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, shoot. Well, we joke and we kid, but, um, Blake and I have, well, obviously I met you, met you because you started dating my daughter. Yep, that's right. How long ago has that been? I'm putting you on the spot, really. Six years. Six years. So six years, and I couldn't ask for somebody who um, has more of the same um, personality and, and uh, traits and, you know, likes the same stuff, hobbies. Yep. So basically we kind of hit it right off yep. from the bank, you know, mm-hmm. had a bang from the beginning. But you've been... Um, You've in your you know young life compared to mine. You've been into hunting and fishing quite a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, it was really everything's self-taught. You know, I mm-hmm. my dad don't hunt. Mom doesn't hunt. I have a brother that does, but he lives out of state. Um, how it really started was my buddy Mason had a bow, and he bow hunted with his dad and stuff. And I went over to his house. We we're shooting bows, and I was like, "Let me shoot that." And I started shooting his bow a little bit, and from there on, you know. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I went and bought a bow and started shooting and shooting and shooting. Me and him went and got a spot together. Who was this? Yes, yeah, about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Went, went and got a spot together. And uh, my first ever hunt, first ever bow hunt, shot my first deer mm-hmm. first morning. I still laugh at myself for this. So we go out to this spot. We've been putting feed out and cameras out for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, you know, 45 minutes before dark, I'm walking in. And a whole bunch of deer run off at my, that was at my spot. I'm like, oh crap. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I knocked an arrow. It's pitch black dark. I'm walking through there with an arrow knocked. I'm climbing up my tree stand, pulling my bow up with an arrow still knocked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was doing, but. Well, you didn't know. You didn't know. No, you I, know I didn't have a clue what was going on. So then they came back, you know, 15 minutes after light came, shot her. It was a doe. She ran and I was so, you know, jacked up and I didn't, we didn't have service out there. Me not knowing what the heck I was doing, a dumb kid, 
get down out of my stand and I yell across the field, Hey, Mason, I got one. <laughs> and ruined his whole entire morning. He's probably 200 yards away from me. And I yelled it across, Hey, Mason, I shot one. And I'm, uh, now I look at myself then. I'm like, what in the world was I doing? But That's awesome. I actually don't, I've heard you tell stories. Like I don't think I've heard you tell that one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's my first ever bow hunt, but. That's what got me started, really. How far, did, how far did you get a good shot and everything? Oh, yeah, double long went up, I don't know, 70 yards. So. Yeah, no tracking, really? Uh, A little bit because we had to go through some woods and went into the neighbors that was there. Um, Actually, the my other buddy that was with us that helped us get this spot, he was walking with his bow with an arrow knocked at the time, and his mm-hmm. he was swinging his bow and his Broadhead stuck me in the leg as we were tracking my deer, so I'm bleeding everywhere, holding my oh my gosh, holding my pants. But it was all fun. But yeah, found my first deer shot. It went and had uh, it processed that day and mm-hmm. all that. So, the rest is history. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So that year you shot a doe. Did you have a doe and a buck tag? I'm assuming. Yeah, Did I, you, I didn't get a buck that year. No, but you mm-hmm. obviously went out and. I mean, I know you well enough to know that you were out all the time then. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. From, uh, I don't even think I even got a shot at a buck that year. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was the next. But the year. first day you shot a doe. Yeah, first day, first bow hunt of my life, shot one. Just happened. I mean, set a stand. Mm-hmm. It was ladder stand. Set it the day before we went out. And that was it. But, yeah. But we've been feeding there for a, a month or two. But mm-hmm. the day before opening day, we went out there and set the stands up and stuff. So. Right. Yeah. So you you've gained a little bit of knowledge since then. For sure. Yeah. Right. I, well, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So when I met you, I thought, you know, that we started talking and everything like that and, and we have a range in our backyard. And so mm-hmm. then I think it was it wasn't very long after that. It was like really early on mm-hmm. that we went out and started shooting. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of talked about it in the podcast before that I was like, I used to think I was a pretty good shot until I shot with you. Mm-hmm. Nah, and, I'm not that great, but well, he's you're you're obviously playing it down because you've you uh well, it wasn't very, what was it, probably in the first couple of years, within the first? Yes, within, a, so I started hunting, and then probably two years or, th- or three years, um, there's a little TV show I got hooked up with. Mm-hmm. Started doing that stuff, went trade shows all over. How'd you get hooked up with that? Like, where did you? So there's a guy named Wilbur. He lives in Georgia. Mm-hmm. There's a guy named here that, li- that lived here. His name is Darren. Darren did taxidermy guiding, stuff like that, blah, blah. And then he somehow, I don't know the story, but he met the Wilbur guy that owns the Mass Pursuit show. Mm-hmm. And since I knew Darren, he's like, hey, I got my buddy Blake. He, I want to bring him on with this, blah, blah. So I got hooked up with him with the whole Mass Pursuit thing. They're on the Hunt Channel, Pursuit Channel still. We went all over the place. We went Alabama, uh, ATA show, Buckmasters. We went on fishing trips, mule deer hunts, bear hunts. I mean, we did some cool things. And I was right at high school, so I was like, I'm living big. Yeah. But, you know, being 17, 18-year-old kid, that was a lot of fun just going everywhere. I mean, we were going every week, it felt like. going. No somewhere. responsibilities, no anything, just. Nope. Getting, you know, stuff from sponsors. I was getting free arrows and broadheads, stuff like that. But so then after that, that kind of broke off a little bit. Um, then after that, I started shooting, uh, I've shot a couple competitions. Um, yeah. So you, you, so fast forward to so that's probably, that all took place the first couple of years. So you, from the time you shot the doe and got stabbed by the, by the, yeah, two years by later, the broadhead in the back of the leg. Yes. Yeah. How long was it from there to when you ran in or met Darren and then, Oh, well, that was 
within a year for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, and that, I mean, you just got, did just got lucky, just knew the guy or. Yeah. So his dad, his dad used to coach me in football. So he kind of okay. knew me. I was a little kid. And then right. his wife actually was a, a parateacher of mine in high school. So that's, you know, she, she knew I hunted, blah, blah, right. blah. So that kind of how that all. And, and to kind of set the scene, you're extremely competitive. Anything, yeah. you, anything that you do, you're competitive. Yep. And you're also um, one of those guys that you're athletic. And so if you grab something and pick up something up and you're either going to give it everything. I try. Right. Yeah. Yep. So then you, 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 you called me one day I was, when you shot in that competition, mm -hmm. you called me one day, I think it was like on a Wednesday or something. You're like, I think I'm going to shoot in this, this indoor shooting championship or something. What was, when that was like probably what a year, less than a year after you and Jessica started dating. Oh yeah, for sure. And I would say. you're like, I'm going to go up there and see what it is. Yeah, it was cool. It was packed. It was at a, it was at a Diamond, our mm -hmm. hometown deal here. But In Wichita? Yeah, it was packed. It was fun. It was just a paper shoot. I still don't really, I still don't know nothing about paper tournaments. Mm -hmm. they, I'm more of a 3D. I, I like the 3D stuff. Like I've mm -hmm. done the, the 3D tournament I did in Oklahoma last year, the year mm -hmm. before. But, uh, um, so you go in on a, like a Thursday. Practice. Practice. Friday was you're wearing your yeah I'm wearing a freaking blue shirt and cowboy jeans cow, your, your your cowboy boots you're mm -hmm. probably got a big dip in no nah, I didn't I can't shoot with one of those <laughs> I can't anchor right <laughs> right screws with your anchor yeah it does I've tried but so you go up there and you, you practice mm -hmm. and tell me tell, you you told me that when you went up there like everybody's wearing their uniform their their oh, yeah, jerseys I mean, and there's a lot of guys that had their you know their jerseys and their sponsorships stuff like that and i'm just in there you know kid from my little you know shooting in my backyard mm -hmm. my parents backyard and which you know the, the guys that were there you know they do this a lot you know they're that's all they do is competition you know that's mm -hmm. all they do and i was like oh you know, but i think shooting competitions and stuff like that makes you a better bow hunter as well right. for sure absolutely you know, yeah anytime you, you can shot. practice anytime you can shoot an arrow repetition yeah that kind of stuff's practice so yeah so you go in practice practice first day and you I don't know if you remember telling me, but you said there was only one guy that was even, everybody kind of looked at you like you were the ugly duckling. I was, for sure. And you stuck out like a you know sore thumb. Mm -hmm. So then there was only one guy that talked to you, one of the shooters, and then you go in and end up winning the whole thing. Yep. And and they were all like, what the hell? Not kind of. I mean, I don't think it's that too crazy. I mean, it wasn't a huge Shoot, you know, it wasn't like I went to Vegas and won the Vegas no, but, shoot, you know, this is a little Wichita. Yeah, but I mean, still there was. Deal. But yeah, I mean, there's some good shooters there for sure. But um, I think, I think, uh, I think I'd like to get into that more for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just the time, the time, you know, I've, uh -huh. I've grown up a little bit since then. Jobs, kids, family, other hobbies, you know, it's hard to come up with stuff like that. But um, I think you should do it as well. Oh, I feel like you're challenging me now. Right. Hey, I'm same thing. Kids, jobs, family, <laughs> timing. I went yep. out. I went out the other day. Um, was it three weeks ago? I think I went out and shot um, a pistol. I was shooting pistols. I went to the range, and within the first, well, I shot probably. I don't know. I probably shot three or four hundred rounds. I shot a bunch because I got out there and I had time, and so I just didn't stop. Mm -hmm. My freaking elbow getting old um yeah i don't know i got i had tennis elbow from it from shooting i'm wow. like what in the heck 
So yeah, I got to go out and shoot more. You're right. And I got a range in the backyard for archery, but recently I got a recurve. Mm -hmm. We shot it a little bit mm -hmm. and that's a totally different deal, man. Yeah. I, I bought a recurve a lot two years ago whenever and I've put, you know, hundred arrows through it, but it's definitely, I mean, you're only pouring, you're only pulling 45 pounds, but you're pulling 45 pounds. You don't got no 80% let off like, you know, on a right. pound, so. So, so I remember when you bought that, you shot it. Mm -hmm. Why? And, and it's, why did you, what, what made you not shoot it as much? Cause I know you're, you know, at our range, you, you know, the way we have it set up right now with the RV there, you, you can't get this far, but mm -hmm. if the RV is not there, it's what, 125 yards you can. Yeah, you can get about 150, 120. Yeah. Easy. And it's not uncommon for you to sit out there and fling them from 80, 100. Yeah. 100. Oh, that's my favorite. If you can shoot 100 and make groups, that's fun. I love that. I mean, shooting 30, 40, 50 is fun. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, 70 plus, that's fun. I mean, I'll sit there all day and lose arrows. <laughs> you don't lose very many arrows. But, no, it's fun. It's a lot of fun shooting that far. But, um, yeah, the recurve thing, I don't know. I mean, after I tagged out, Two years ago, whenever that was, I was like, I'm going to get a mm -hmm. recurve. And I thought I was just going to learn it in a week and try and get me a doe before the end of the year. Well, that didn't happen. Um, I, I feel like I'm okay with it five yards in. Or maybe ten, maybe. But anything. <laughs> Dylan's, Dylan's over here laughing at five yards. Hey, <laughs> anything past that? Hey, Dylan, just, just pipe down. We don't need anything from the cheap seats. I'm just here to listen. Yeah, anything past five yards. Freaking hide your kids, hide your wives, because <laughs> the arrows are coming. <laughs> it's so true. But, it's so true. The other night I went out shooting, and I was back there, and you know Kim, mm -hmm. she, she all you know, she'll come out occasionally, and it's like, what's going on? Just talk to me. And she came out, and she's like, I, I want to do this. You're like, what the heck? Yeah, I was literally like, who the heck stole my wife? Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, I'm serious. I want to do this. Like, is this is this hard? And she know what the reason she was asking was because I was at ten yards. Ah, oh, why are you so like, close? Yes, yeah, exactly. What she said she's like, "Why are you so close?" I was like, "Because this is this is freaking hard." Yeah, this is a totally different deal. Mm -hmm. She's like, "Well, it's this, you know, to her, it's like it's the same." Yeah, stick string and she don't know arrows. Things, yeah. yeah, so then she grabs my bow. She's like, "Well, let me try it, dude." She shot twelve or fifteen arrows, and all but two or three of them were in the kill. Let I me mean, kill shots. Yeah, wow. And I'm, she's like, doesn't even, I mean, I don't mean that she doesn't know what she's doing, but that's, that's also yeah. a benefit. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Neither do I. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So she doesn't have any of the good habits or bad habits to bring over. And that's then cool. I'm literally thinking back through. And then as I've shot a little bit, then I go back and I listen to the podcast that we had with um, Tom talking about anchoring and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And I'm like, man, this is hard. It is. It's so hard. It is hard. It's a total, total different ball game. But she says she wants to do it. She's like, is this the hardest thing with archery to do? And I said, without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. Especially to hunt with. Yeah. Like, I can I can hardly hit the target at 10 yards. I couldn't imagine a deer at 15 or close or whatever and then 20 foot in a tree stand. No way. Yeah. It would be so hard. But she's she says, and she has, she's gone out like three, four times she had a little, she had a little, uh, procedure. So she had to, she had been able to do it last week or so, but she did go out two or three times after that. Wow. Yeah. And then to she, get her her own. She has, she asked me like, where's Bo at? Cause I took it down to the shop one day. That's 45 pounds. I think it's 40. Dylan, didn't we get a 41, a 40 pound? Yeah. 40. Yeah. But now we're talking about 
possibly buying because it's a uh, it's a takedown. So we're talking about getting lighter limbs yeah. for both of us. That'd be cool. Yeah. So then I think if you can, especially like with compound recurve compound, always start off in a lighter pound just to get your fundamentals and your form right. Don't just jump up to 65, 70 pounds. You know, just because you can. Yeah. Start at 30 and get your form right. You know, I would agree. It's just like you're lifting weights. You, you know, first start lifting weights. You ain't going to, you know, throw on 315. You know, you're going to squat the bar for the first couple of days just to get your fundamentals right. And then from there, work your way up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you're, I mean, when you were in your, you know, shooting all the time and stuff, how many hours do you think you shot a week or a month or? Because I know you yeah. would shoot a bunch. I had to have the bearings in my cam. I had the Matthews Halo and the cam bearings went out in mine. I shot it so much and I had to take it to Diamond. They had to do the warranty stuff. But, oh, I mean, when I was like, that's all I was doing. I mean, 500 hours a day. I mean, I was shooting all the time. I was having to have my D-loops replaced for every two weeks, it felt like. I mean, all that's the crazy. time. All the time. That's all I did. Dylan, how many hours do you shoot? In the, 100 hours a day. Yeah, I would, like, when I was didn't have a job, you know, that's all I did. And that's all I did was go out there and shoot my bow. That's all I did. I had a true fire release, and the jaws wore out of it. Like, now I still have it. It's my first release. You can I click on the D-loop. You can't hardly put four pounds on it, and it pulls back because the, the groove on the release is so worn out. That's, I bet if you called them or sent it in, I bet they would warranty it. I know, but I kind of want to keep it because I yeah. shot my first deer with that, shot my first buck with that one, I'm pretty sure. I'm surprised you haven't lost it. I, me too. I had you a, lose everything. I bought a two hundred dollar thumb release, thinking I'm going to be a cool guy, and freaking, I had it for two years and I lost it last year. <laughs> you I lost it out in the tree stand. Yes, and I bought another one. That was a, right after the morning I shot at that buck, and you had the one come in real, you know. Oh, the one that I thought was going to eat that me. Was shortly after that. Oh. I was walking I should, back to the truck, and I don't know where it went. I don't think I've ever told that story. We're no. out hunting. Um, we got a little spot, and so, I mean, it's. It's prime. It it's, is. It's the day. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, who's the 10th? Well, the, the hunting spot, I'm just talking about the, oh, the time the of the year. Yeah. The hunting spots is, I mean, it's Kansas. It's decent. There's, I mean, there's it's, definitely bigger spots, but it, you, you have a chance you could shoot a big one there. For sure. But that day, it was rut. I mean, it was, it was. It was 1130, and we were seeing Everywhere. Deer. Everywhere. Yeah. And I had to come back to town at around 11, something like that, mm -hmm. for a meeting. Mm -hmm. So I got out of my stand, and my stand actually um, to try and paint the picture for the listeners out there. So my stand is right on our property line, on the South property line. Mm -hmm. And it's also sitting on the edge of a Creek. And so the, it's a dry Creek bed. I mean, there's a little bit of water in it, but you can just step across it. And so your tree stand is about what? 200, 250 yards kind of North, North, Northeast just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But as I come out of this, this Creek, go down to this Creek and come back up the other side, then I'm basically what ten yards from the property line. Yeah. So it's rut. We're seeing deer everywhere. I mean, they are amped up. Mm -hmm. They are. I mean, it's you see bucks drooling if, if, across the field. Yeah. If you if for those of you that have been out on those, you know, there's two or three days a year during rut that that happens. I mean, they are amped. Mm -hmm. And so I thought to myself, like, I I know if I go across this and and where you're sitting at, you can see. Cause it's real thick trees. So you can kind yeah. of see an area behind me. I can see pretty much right in front of your face, but I, but the stuff that you can see, I can't see. Correct. And By vice person. versa. Yeah. So there's a bunch of, and there's a field that kind of, kind of fingers between our stands, if you will, not between, but are beside yeah. our stands. Yeah. So 
whenever we're going to get out of the stand, we'll text, you know, one another and say, Hey, you know, there's deer underneath you or whatever. It's not, they're not underneath you, but they're within 30, eh, probably 40 yards. Probably. Wouldn't you say Yeah, 40 to 80 or hundred yards, but yeah. we can see. So, um, I had to get out of the stand. You were going to stay. We drove separate. Mm-hmm. So I was, no, I drove together. Oh, we did. Yeah. We drove together. I thought we drove separate. No, we drove together. Cause I left with you and I was so freaking mad. Because I, <laughs> I had to leave? No, because I missed that deer. Oh, that's right, too. I forgot about it. Well, I didn't forget about it, but yeah. God, I thought we drove separate. But anyway, I knew I had to get out. And so, um, oh, no, that's what we were. You were thinking about staying. And I was yeah. going to come back and pick you up. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's okay. That's what it was. So I was like, well, let me get out of my stand and I'll see if I can get a better look at that field over there mm-hmm. to let you know if there's anything behind you. And so I thought to myself, I thought, well, if I get out of my stand and I walk across this creek, I'm literally going to have no like feet to the south of property to hunt. And there's only going to be 10, 12 yards. And it's all 10 foot tall grass. Huh? Yeah. And you're like, what, what's I'm never going to get a shot. But I also thought I, I, I legitimately thought to myself, I'm not going to put myself in that position to where I could potentially have 180, you know, booner walk up and then I, and it, but it's on the other, it's on the yeah. property. And then I got to see if I really have the, self-control and not, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. fling one at him. Cause nobody would ever know. Yeah. No, ever. Yeah. They would never know. Yeah. So I put my bow on my back and, you know, in my, in my mm-hmm. sling, I was like, I'm just not even going to tempt myself. I'm not going to put myself in that position. Nothing. So I get down, walk across the Creek and, you know, before I come back up, I pop my head, you know, just around glassing. I don't see anything. I mean, it's pretty thick, but I mean, it's, you can still see 30, 40 yards. It sucked to drag a deer through. Still. Oh yeah. It yeah. would suck to drag a deer through, but, but you can not. still see and everything's yeah. dead. It's, you know, November. Yeah. So I take a step, I get, I take one step up. I mean, my heels are right on the back of the, the Creek and there's, you know, no, n- right on the property line to the South and 15 yards to the front of us is, is the property line. And, and, and that property line is the, is the, the field. Yep. And so I'm kind of glassing out across that field, and all of a sudden I hear something to my right. And I'm saying all of a sudden it was within a few seconds. Mm-hmm. I've only come out of the creek 10 seconds. Yeah. That deer was there when you got down. You're pretty dang close. He was cruising. Yeah. He was cruising. Yeah. And so I just happened to have my phone up because I was going to I was gonna text you, mm-hmm. and I was going to say, hey, there's I think there was like eight or ten deer out there. And all of a sudden I looked to my right. I hear something, but I, I mean, immediately I was like, this sounds like deer's working a scrape. I looked over and sure enough, there's a deer over there, you know, scraping on this tree and working a rub as well, mm-hmm. uh, a rub on a tree, you know, working the scrape and, and it's a hedge tree. That's just one of the limbs had broke off many years before and kind of fallen on the ground, but then it regrown. So it's kind of made a, a shrub. Yeah. And the only thing that I had by me is a little, three inch sapling, not even that two inch sapling. And the rest of it's all just grass. And I'm like, what the heck? And so I'm like, there's no way anybody, well, first thing I think of is I'm, how am I getting my bow off my back? Mm-hmm. Cause this thing's on our property. Yeah. It was on. Yeah. yeah. You'd never, you'd, there's n- yeah, he is, he, when I saw him first, he was t- less than 10 yards. Yeah. That's crazy. Six yards, eight yards from me, but he couldn't see me. The only reason I could, and I was standing still. So then He's kind of to my right, and I mean, this all happens in a matter of 12, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so I think, how am I get my bow off my back? But there's too much movement, even through this brush. Like he's, it's pretty solid brush. 
tree, but he's just so close. Yeah. He's so close. He's going to pick me off. And so I'm like, well, nobody's ever going to believe me. If I told Blake, dude, I had one within six feet of me, six Mm -hmm. yards of me. He'll never believe me. So I'm like, all right, well, flip. (laughs) I try to flip my phone, phone around and then pop it on and it immediately kicks back to, (laughs) to selfie. (laughs) And I've got that video and it's me and I'm like freaking out. You can see my face. I'm like, God dang it. Like, Mm -hmm. and then you're, you're, so no, you're not texting me. So then I, so then I flip it around to get a picture of him, and he's and I get him, all right, and he's just finished working the scrape, and all of a sudden he comes trotting, and he's coming towards me, mm-hmm. and follows the kind of contour of the creek, you know, the eight twelve steps he's got to take, and dude gets within four feet. Yeah, easy. And I'm, 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 yeah. I'm shitting a brick right now. Yeah, I am. Well, I'm what I'm what then what runs through my head is, um. Crap! I got this dough somewhere. I'm, I put some dough ures, you know, estrus out and stuff, you know, like you know, whatever. But I put them on, you know, scent wafers and then hung them in a tree, and then I put them back away before when I got out stand. So I'm thinking, crap! I got some of this stuff on me, and he's smelling it or he's smelling them through mm-hmm. those plastic, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm like, I'm dude, I'm done. Like you, know, all the videos. Of, I mean, that deer is, I mean, all the size of that one. He's, was, he's I mean, it was he's a pretty good deer. Splitter. We call him, yeah, we call him Splitter. Five plus, and. So, um, I remember thinking if, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do if he comes at me and then he's, yeah. at, he's at four feet. Yeah. Literally four feet. And then he stopped. I mean, he, 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 he comes right there and he stops and he looks, he's looking at me and we're four, you know, four feet, five, six feet. And so I'm thinking we're done, man, I'm done. And then he takes one half step towards me and he's kind of, he kind of knows something's there, but he doesn't know mm-hmm. that something's there. Mm-hmm. So then he kind of comes that one step and I'm like, all right. So immediately in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to use this. I'm going to, we're going to dance around this little sapling. And then all of a sudden he just turns around, never got spooked, nothing, just kind of turns around and kind of moseys off, you know, and that whole, that whole scenario, 40 seconds, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have shot him 150 times. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, Nothing. I mean, I could have stabbed him with a, with a, with a spear. Yeah. So then he cruises off about what? 60, 80 yards, your direction. Yeah. My and direction. so I'm, then I'm thinking, oh crap, Blake's going to get a shot. Mm-hmm. And then he stops and he's kind of looking out on that field. Of course the weeds are real tall. You know, the, the, the grass is real tall. And so you can't really see everything. And then all of a sudden here comes this, this doe blowing by me out in the field from the, from the direction that that deer had, had just gone. Mm-hmm. And then right behind her is another buck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what in the hell's going on here? Like it's, <laughs> I mean, it's amped up and it's, and it's that, that splitter deer turns on. He's like, what the heck? Yeah, he didn't, he, know, what was he going didn't on. know what the hell was going on. It was so unnatural. I was like, this is like a circus. Like, is this, is this candid camera? Because I mean, it's, it's rut and weird, crazy stuff happens, but, but it's like, what the hell is yeah. going on? We'll come to find out. Then, as I'm, well, so back up just a little bit. So as that deer is, is working that scrape and I'm trying to get it to, to f- the camera to flip from my face. The reason it had flipped to my face was because you text me, but I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it, it came, but w- w- I was trying to get rid of that and I hit the yeah. camera flip around, button, but you were texting me saying I just missed one. Yes. So, but I don't know that. Yes. At that time. Right. At that time. So I don't know that. So that's me trying to get the camera to flip around. So then finally got the camera to flip around to go to the, you know, to, to that. So all this takes place. And then all of a sudden that deer is like, well, I don't want to miss what the hell's going on there. Yeah. So he turned, he flips back around 
to go follow those other two deer that just blew by me about 15 yards mm-hmm. out in front of me and headed to the south. And then here he flips back around and then, and dude comes right back and comes within five or six feet of me, cruises right back by. That's crazy. <laughs> and by then I'm like, okay, he's not looking, he's going the other way. I'm pulling my bow off. I'm grunting and he flips back around. He's at 40 yards, but there's, I mean, it's okay. absolutely a wall of stuff. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And he turns and comes within, you know, 20, 25 yards. And, but he, he had figured something was up. I think he probably thought, what the heck kind of circus are we on? <laughs> this is just even during rut, but I still freaking kick myself for that, <clears throat> that deer that mm-hmm. I missed that morning. It's I'm sitting in my stand, not seeing nothing. I'm grunting just to grunt and grunt. And all of a sudden that's, I mean, he, that 10, he was a 10 point hundred and mid forties, probably maybe, maybe 50 comes in the woods right there. Oh crap. There he is. Or there's a deer grunt at him. He comes down. He's directly behind me. Why the heck I shot at this at that time? I don't know. The tree, you know, Y's right there, mm-hmm. right behind my back. So I'm full draw behind in that Y and shot right on top of his back. And I'm, I'm like, so then I shot and missed and ran towards you. I'm like, why didn't I wait a second? I turn around 15 yards. There's a doe right in front of me. And I didn't see because I was turned around watching him. And he was coming to that doe. So if I would have been patient and waited a minute, I could have shot him at 15 yards broadside. You, you learn, don't you? Yes. Yep. I, that's one thing that I, as, as we've hunted together, what, the last five years or so like that, you get so amped and you're so, I mean, we do, I do too. No, it's, you can think in your mind, oh, and this happens, I'm going to wait, I'm going to do this. But when it's there, I mean, and you know, I, I haven't shot a, you know, a big deer yet in my and life. you have a lot of hunting experience a ton of hunting yeah. experience and i haven't shot i've seen a lot of big deer i've missed 170 inch deer at zero yards literally zero yards he's directly underneath me but you know and you sound like you missed a lot of deer you've only missed what three a, deer a couple but i mean you're gonna miss deer and i've been bowing what eight years now whatever but you know i can be in the backyard shooting and shooting and you know and i'm like all right this year, when it happens, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this right. Gonna, and then when the time comes, nope, I'm freaking, I'm brushing myself. And that's one thing I need to work on for sure. Mm-hmm. When it comes to well, that, just comes myself. With, that just comes with experience. And I don't, I mean, you listen to some of the most seasoned hunters out there and buck fever is a real deal. It is. It's, it's 100%. I mean, it's, and for me, the way it works for me is I don't have it when he's coming and it's, it's after. Really? Yep. Even when I miss, you know, I'm like still, I don't know. You talk like you miss all the time. You don't miss it no. all the afternoon. Yeah, but um, that's a good story, though. It was, I mean, if I didn't have video of it. Yeah, I didn't even know it was split here until it was all done. And he's he's probably one 
50 probably. Yeah, probably. He's old. Well, when we put it on, I want to hear what, what the listeners and everybody have to yeah. say, what they think it is. But yeah, mid 40s, low 50s. We had talked about that deer specifically. I had him on camera all year. Yeah. I, I haven't had him since that year. Or yeah. I take that back. We did have him the next year, but he got smaller. Yeah. He was, yeah. I, th- I think he was at least a five and a half, but I think he might have yeah, been six. He was half. old. He was an old deer. He was, uh, he was the one that you could run at 200 yards away and he's running at you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he was definitely a bruiser. For sure. And yeah. he, uh, but we had talked about it, and you asked me, would I shoot him? And I'd said no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to shoot that deer. Mm-hmm. But then after that, that was the deer I was hunting because I was like, dude, I have this. That's cool. I have this relation. And I would have shot him the next year, too. We had oh, him the next sure. year, but yep. he was smaller. He probably was like 135. Yeah. But I'm, I've am i shot bigger deer, and now I'm to that point where I want to shoot a big deer. Yeah. I want to shoot a big deer. I want to shoot a big muley. That's what I want to shoot. Yeah. We went out. One of our hunts went out west. Mm-hmm. Super good buddy of mine. What was that? Was that three years ago? Four? No, it was three. Three? 2018 or 19. One, two. I don't know. I don't remember. It was 19. 19. So I guess it was three going on four years ago. Yeah. Real good buddy of mine out there. Had some ground. Got us on it. Killer ground. And we'd made the... We're driving out there. And it was... Uh, God, it's like a four-hour trip, five-hour trip. It's mm-hmm. way out there for still Kansas. A lot of people don't realize Kansas has... We got pretty good mule deers. Heck yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's definitely, there's not the number from when I started hunting mule deers with the master suit guys, you know, when I first started there, I, we've seen some big deer and even before then, but I, I think it's kind of went down a little bit since then, but it's still good for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're out there, but well, that trip I saw the biggest deer I've ever seen on hoof ever. The biggest deer I've ever seen. That thing was, was an elk. It, yeah, was, it, was, it was a monster deer. And that was not the invade that story but that was we seen another deer went and stalked him thinking it was another deer or right, sorry yeah. let's tell that we story. seen that deer walking on the yeah so we're well so let's just tell the whole story so we were driving out and i shot my deer the night before no i'm talking about like we're leaving here oh, like we're driving oh out okay, and we okay, made okay, the deal. okay gotcha okay you're a better shot than me okay and so i was like we've never been you know out so let's you 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 get first shot mm-hmm. because we wanted to have success. And so I remember we went with Holstein and we went out and driving around and he's like, all right, we jump in the truck. And he's like, I've been seeing a big one. And we're in town for 10 minutes. Yeah. We're in town for 10 minutes. Not, I mean, we, at this time, yeah, we, we drove into the teeny tiny town and then yeah. went out to his farm and ranch and whatever. And started driving around the ranch and he's like, you know, in the truck, giving us the layout, everything we're cruising through and we're not even in Yeah, 10 minutes. We're in the truck. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we're both like, Hey, right, right, right there. 180s chilling. Oh, you're just sitting there. I mean, and it's a it's a good deer. It's oh yeah, big deer. It's a well into the 180s. Yeah. And so he's like, just calm down, just keep going. He's like, you know. So we just keep cruising along, and so then we're like, all right, get us back to the truck. We're you know we're ready. And from his backyard to that, what couple hundred yards? It's 300 yards from where that deer is bedded to his Mm -hmm. back door. Yeah. I mean, and and he lives out in the sticks. Yeah. I mean, you're in Western Kansas. It's it's the sticks. So we we go and. uh, Put a stock on him. Don't know what the hell we're doing. I mean, we kind of do, but not really. No. I mean, because we haven't really walked that. No. We yeah. don't really know we, the layout. We have no idea like what that. we're going to. Yeah, we're just. We got a pretty good stock on him. Got yeah. Within 80, 80 90, or 100 yards. I came full draw on it. Well. That very first one. Mm-hmm. We busted him. We busted him because there's a, when you're mule deer hunting, spot and stalking, you can sit up on a hill. I don't care. You can spot. Okay, there's my buck. There's just four does. There's always that one freaking doe that's mm-hmm. going to bust you every time. And that's what happened. Yep. 
So we ended up putting a spot. We called that one Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. We nicknamed him out of the gate Big Daddy because he's a big deer. He was. And uh, we put it, you know, that weekend we ended up putting three stocks on him. Yep. And you put that one on him. And then then I think we went to town, didn't No, no, no. Yeah, we went to town and ate dinner or something like that because then all the – all the farmers were like, you guys are out here with a bow trying to shoot a mule deer. Good yeah. luck. You guys can hunt. You, sure, you can hunt our ground. Sure, you can hunt our ground. So yeah. we end up getting more ground. We have like six neighbors around. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're literally laughing at us. Yeah. So then that evening, um, we go trying to, you know, we're going to glass for some more. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, we cruise through this. We're cruising down this road. We go over that cattle garden. Your freaking truck jangles like it's got twenty. Yeah, I had a I had a shock that was. <laughs> so, up it sounded like you had change in your pockets. No. So <laughs> going over that cattle. It garden. was so loud, and all of a sudden, we, it's rut. Yeah. So we see these six, seven. There was yeah six, seven deer, and there was two bucks in there. Mm-hmm. Three bucks. One of them was broke off completely. That was a nice deer too. Yeah, he was completely broke off. Well, that was, one side was massive. So he was broke off, and then there was another decent like. What probably six by or yeah. five? I mean, a uh, six pointer. Yeah, I can't remember, but something like that. Yeah. And then the one you ended up shooting, and so we just Blew stopped the truck. Stopped the truck. I got out. I said, and I'm gonna shoot that deer. You're like, I'm gonna shoot that deer. And, and he so, was at that time. He was probably forty yards in front of the truck, and uh, I got out of the truck, went behind the truck, probably twenty yards. We, we were driving across the cattle guard because we were going down these this uh, neighbor's correct uh, driveway. Yep. So we literally stopped in like their front yard, pretty much. And so I hop out with the rangefinder, and you've got your bow, and we're I'm I'm full draw waiting on this deer, and all I see he's he's walking with his head down, so I could just see the tips of his rack coming through, and you're yelling out forty, thirty five, thirty six, whatever. You know, yeah, I was that's telling you the closer he was getting. I was telling you the the ranges. Mm-hmm. How yeah. far was he when he shot? Thirty. He's at just thirty. Right around thirty. Yeah. But and, they were on a line; like they didn't care we were there. No. And there's that rut. there's that little tree row that that divided us, and I had a hole freaking the size of a basketball to shoot through, and I had to wait just for him to hit that. As soon as he hit that freaking double lung, he ran up that hill right then there. You smoked him. Smoked him. I mean, I knew he was dead. Yeah, you took it. You were all. I was like, God. I was like, Calm down, calm down. Just slow. Like, you, yeah. he's like, I smoked him. I'm yeah, like, he, I he know you dead. did. But you kept going. You were you were in such a hurry. Oh, you kept I know. Going. See, I. I'm always in a rush when it comes to stuff like yeah. that. I need to slow down. I was but, like, just calm down, slow down. Yeah. Then we couldn't. Then you couldn't find him. Yeah, we couldn't find him because he fell down the hill and got wrapped around that. Yeah, cedar. and I told you I was like, just calm down. We got to just track him. Like I know you <laughs> smoked him, but just get him. So then we walked back, started started trailing him, and he was. I mean, he was blended in. Fell around yeah. that little. I think you have a picture of it on your phone. I'm yeah. standing there. Yeah, you're standing right by. I found him and I told you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, because the blood trail was like, we're like, what is going on here? Like, it, yeah, we lost the some... blood, and then and you kept, you were going in front of us. I'm like, we don't have, this is last blood right here. Mm-hmm. And it was really good blood. Yeah. I'm like, he has to be right around here. We're standing two feet from him. I'm yeah, 10, but not even that. We were five feet from him. Yeah. And he's just wrapped around this tree, just blended in like no other. And we walked, what, two or three different times, different directions, trying to figure out which direction he went, try to find next blood, couldn't find it. And I was like, he has to be right here. Mm hmm. And it wasn't even, there was just one tree. Mm-hmm. And sure as heck, he was wrapped around that yep. that tree. But Not a huge deer, but. It was mule deer. Yeah. You know, we're bow hunting first time. First time. We got lucky. I've, I've I've drawn back on several bigger deer than that. But that was the first one, you know, I actually got to put an arrow through. And that was mm-hmm. sitting above my stairs at my house. But Yeah. So then that was, the, I mean, so within four hours, you tagged out. Yeah. 
the first day. Yeah. yeah. And we were actually driving back in that property Correct. because that's where Big Daddy had gone. Correct. So we were going to where we thought he was at. We wanted to look, you know, let him set for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to go glass for him and see if we could put a stock on him. Yep. So then obviously we had to clean that deer. Yep. And it was kind of cold, but then it got it really got real cold. real cold the next day. Really cold. I mean, it was, what, 50s that day I shot my deer? Yeah, it was like 50s. And then it got down to like teens, it felt yeah, like. it was cold, cold, snowed. Yeah. So then we were there for four days, isn't that right? Mm, three, three and a half days. Three, yeah. And we got there. Well, I think we left short for something, but yeah, three days. Yeah. Yeah, we had two full days to hunt and then sure. two half days to hunt. We had to leave by like noon the last day. Yeah. And we got there at noon the first day. Yep. So then... Day two, I think we put a stock on him day two. That's when he was bedded away from us at like 60 yards. We're 60 yards behind him. We found him, away. yeah, a wheat field. It was the most perfect conditions. He only had one doe with him. Yep. But we only had, but, and there was huge, there was a, there was a, it was along a wheat field. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then there was about 10 yards of just thick, thick. tumbleweeds up against the fence. I mean, just, man. And the second our knee hit the, and it's pretty windy. It's wind, and the wind is is in our favor. It's and the blowing second, from him to us, the second we go, he turns and looks at us. We're like, "What in the heck?" We didn't even make a noise. I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, we were we were it was ten yards wide, and we were one yard into, and it took us forty minutes to make that probably stock. Yeah, he was of, he was right there, sixty yards. And if we would have been able to cross that, he'd been dead. But yeah. there was no way we could shoot through it, and yeah. Yeah, for sure. So then the very last day. It was nice out. It was cold, but it was sunny. It's, yeah, sunny. Mm-hmm. And we see, and we, the, the other thing that we'd made is anything we see three by three or bigger, we're shooting it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get picky. Yeah. So we're about three by three because we just, we've never been mm-hmm. hunting. We want to be successful. So we're cruising along. I think we were actually leaving. We were like, this is it. Like we're driving the last... country road to head to the highway. Yeah. And there's kind of that road. And then there's like that little. Ravine, wherever you want to call it. Yeah, so there's tons of tons of elevation change out there. Yeah, that but we seen that one buck, and he was he was pushing a doe. Good deer, three by three, and we had permission on that. Yeah, right there, and we're like, well, let's run out there and park. So we went out there and parked. Got out of the truck, got our stuff. We tried to get ahead of him. Tried to get ahead of him, and then we see another deer bedded down. Didn't know what this deer was. Or- well, no, 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 no. So we back up just a little bit. We saw that deer pushing the doe. So the best, of, and then he went over this little hill. Mm-hmm. And so remember, we knew. Like there was only one kind of outlet for that. So we knew if we got ahead of him, he would either have to come by us or we're going to come into him. Yeah. And he's probably going to push that doe in there and breed her. Yeah. Old farmstead. Yeah, it was an old farmstead. So we we hurried up, got to the old farmstead, and then we kind of worked back towards where he was at. Mm -hmm. And so we were, you know, yucca plants everywhere, snows on the ground, really good conditions because we were able to be quiet. Yeah. And we probably hadn't gone 100 yards. Yeah. I mean – Barely. We walked through the homestead and then build build improvements and stuff, and then we got to there, and so we kind of come over top of this hill, and I was in front, and all of a sudden you grabbed me. And yeah, you see tips. You could just down. see the tips bedded down. I didn't see them quite yet, and then you seen them, and you pointed right there, and we thought it was that deer. Thinking it was the first deer we seen. And so then he was about probably sixty yards away at that point. Probably. And it wasn't. Ten seconds later, all of a sudden, boop, 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 boop. here comes about fifteen does standing up with him. We're like, what the heck? And that deer. Stood up and, oh, and it was a, like it all happened. I don't know if he was a six by six. He was probably he was, 80 yards away, probably, actually. He was a big. He year. was an absolute monster. I mean, he was, when I say 225. Yeah, he was two teens at least for sure easy. He was 220s, I bet. He, he was, was the biggest deer. And then 
We watched him cruise off with that herd of does. He was literally freaking herding them does up that hill when um, he ran. And that away. was a mile away. Yeah, three, you could see it was him. at least three quarters of a mile. You could see him. My rangefinder wasn't working. You could see him. And you could see still clearly see that it was a buck without question. Mm-hmm. And where that little six by or three by three went, that little six point where he went, we don't know. Yeah, we don't care. I have no <laughs> idea. Like we were just like, nope, that's it. Like me, I just saw the biggest deer of my entire life. And then me and Jess went out two years ago or last year. Mm-hmm. And I kind of swung by that exact same area, and I seen that big monster. I don't know what deer it was, but I have a picture of him. But it, it, was, in, it was 98 degrees outside, and it was September, and he was out in the Milo right there. Yeah, you, you, close. Had, you, had just, you had made a decision you were going to go out this weekend, and then the weather turned, and yeah, it was miserable. Yeah, it was fun, though. Yeah, it's it's a completely different deal. Yeah, I enjoy it, though. I, I enjoy that hunting than way more. Than, than Whitetail? For sure. Really? Yeah, I think. I mean, that's the one thing that, well, we've talked about it. I've Like, call me crazy, but I would almost rather shoot, a lot of people are calling me crazy for this, I'd rather shoot a 220-inch mule deer than a 360-inch elk. I don't know why. You've I, been, I, and you've been elk hunting. I've never been elk hunting. Well, I think that's why. But I've just always loved, I just want to kill a big mule deer. That's my dream kill right there. I think, rather than a stag, but. If stag, you want to shoot stag? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, for sure. You know, have so I don't know if I've ever asked you this or not, but I have, when I was your age, I didn't, I had zero desire to go safari and go shoot an Af- anything African. Mm-hmm. What do you, would you want to shoot anything, go hunt over there? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Before I was kind of like, why the heck am I, why do I want to go shoot a freaking zebra? You know what I mean? I've always thought that, but from learning and stuff, you know, a lot of those communities, you know, they, thrive from that you know they get the meats well, yeah that's that's what they survive yeah. from yeah which i didn't know at that you know as i was coming up in the hunting i'm like why the heck but yeah for sure i'd love to go sh- sh- well sh- i mean that's the thing too and we've talked about it a lot on the podcast here is that we don't do this just to go kill yeah that's the i mean honestly when that happens it's extremely emotional mm-hmm. i don't take it lightly mm-hmm. and then that's when the once you've made that shot and you found the animal, all the fun's over. Yeah. I mean, you get to eat. That's awesome. But, like, the f- deer you've been hunting for five years. It's all over. It's done. Now you restart or find yeah. something else. And it's, you know, and and the reason we do it is for the experience. It's the memory. It's the, the hunt. Yeah. And then, you know, another thing that a lot of people don't realize is, is that how much hunting – there's there's so many different places in the world that rely on hunters yeah. like us yeah. and how much tourism, if you will, that brings. Yeah. I mean, I actually just saw uh, Chuck Adams mm-hmm. made a post. I don't know the entire entirety of the conversation, but um, I think the Alaskan uh, fishing game changed from one for out-of-state hunters, one Sitka deer to two or oh. from two to one. Three to one. Three to one. From Dang. three to one. Dylan just gave us the. That's the, crazy. Why? Just because the numbers are down, or what? Well, that's what's that's that's the whole question is is why. But I mean, if you look at it from from an economic standpoint, I mean, just like here in Kansas, we had a lot of different guys that are from out of state for turkeys. Mm-hmm. When you go and shoot one turkey, I mean, yeah. do you really want to, you know? Everybody's got a job. Everybody's got vacation. Do you want to come and just for one? But I mean, you also have to take into account that the, you know, we're trying to, to 
you know, with regards to the turkeys, the turkey population here is down for sure. Huge from what yeah. it was. I don't know yeah. what the specifics are with the Alaska, but I can't even imagine how much that's going to affect the 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 guides and the, the hotels business. and the Airbnbs and the restaurants because you know you have all those people Absolutely. that are yeah I mean are you going to fly there to just shoot one exactly you're going to spend three thousand dollars to travel here and food and travel to, to shoot, shoot one shoot one bird well I mean I'm I'm talking about yeah the birds or the Deer. or the sitka yeah or sitka yeah but yeah I mean it's a huge you know the hunting and and you know there's so many different success stories that you know a lot of people don't realize where there's an enormous amount of funds that come from hunters and hunters, the, you know, the, the taxes that are the additional taxes that are put onto ammunition and guns and stuff. And, you know, the tags. And and the thing that gets me too is all like the anti hunters, like, Oh, you guys killed animals, blah, 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 blah. We care about more of the animals than they do. Absolutely. Guarantee it. Oh yeah. They're not the ones feeding them year round summer, you know, watch them grow, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, just any, just, I mean, you and I've had many experiences where we're out in the, you know, in the wild and we see an animal in distress. Yeah. I'm the first one to stop, help it, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not out there to to torture the animal, to hurt (laughs) the animal. And, and well, I mean, was it three years ago that I missed or I hit that deer? Is that three years ago already? It'll be three years this year. Yeah, you're right. But I shot that deer in October, late October. It was cold. It was colder. And I don't know what I did. I don't know. I still don't know what I did. But that arrow that I, I mean, I I had 12, there was 12 inches, 18 inches of arrow inside of his chest cavity. Yeah, that whole situation. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what I did. Because it was standing up 12, 6 on his back. Well, the first thing I did was, and I had been, I, I just didn't pay attention, but somehow my number one arrow got swapped with my number four arrow because I only carry four arrows out there. I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. there's no reason if you can't hit them with the first couple, two, yeah. but I have lighted knocks on three of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how my number four got put in my number one, but so I didn't have my lighted knock. Uh-huh. So I've shot, well, the deer's coming in and I, just like you, just like you would want, mm-hmm. like the, like you play it in your head. I want him to do. This if right. I could have played the, if I could have, could have scripted the whole thing, that's exactly what I would have wanted. Mm-hmm. He came in. It was early rut. Rut was starting to kick off, and he started. You know, he's cruising in, and we had there was a real nice deer there. What did we call that deer? Because we had one we called Little Brother. Cause he looked just like that one, but he was, we had that 160 class was the one that I mm-hmm. hit. Yeah, yeah. He was 160, 165 maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was over 165 at all, but 155, 165. But then there was another one, the little brother looked just like yep, him. Yep. Yep. And he was probably a 140. 140s. But he was right there on that. God, he's a good deer. But if you just let him go another year or two, he's mm-hmm. going to be a real good deer. Yeah. And where we're hunting at is, you know, it's, we're barely outside of yeah. This is a different spot, but yeah, I mean, this is yeah. This isn't the same spot from the first story. This is a totally different spot, mm-hmm. way smaller too. Yeah, and you were actually at work that day. Yeah, I was at work. But it's really cool because this spot, if you if you're late, you yeah, can, make you can it. go make it. Yeah, because yeah. it's real close to town. Yeah. So I'm there, and, and this this deer's cruising in, and I think it's little brother. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, the first, and this all happens in a minute, mm-hmm. you know, so he's cruising and it, it was still a little bit cause there was still some foliage on some stuff. Cause it was kind of, you know, yeah. that's thick through there too. But here it comes. And I'm like, I think that's a little brother. So I'm just gonna leave my bow setting up cause I don't want to tip myself. I don't want to try. I don't trust myself. Mm-hmm. And then he took four or five more steps. I'm looking through my binoculars, kind of popping my head. And, oh crap. That's not, that is mm-hmm. the one. Well, I can't remember what we named him. We had a I can't remember either. So anyway, he cruises in, he's, coming right towards me and I had wide open. We didn't have shooting windows. I mean, it was wide open. Yeah, that, wide open. that area was all wide open mm-hmm. and still had a lot of cover. So there was, you know, so I'm at full draw. He comes in, dude stops at 12 yards, quartering to me. That's one thing. I mean, I wish he wasn't quartering to me, but he yeah, would have yeah. either been quartering to me or he would have been at four or five yards yeah. almost straight down. Yeah. Still somewhat, you know, a little bit quartering to me. And dude just stops, like not like right where I would want him, wanted him to. If he would have taken another step or two, I would have probably tried to stop him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, perfect. Take the deep breath. Let the arrow go. And I remember as soon as I let the arrow go, I was like, well, that's in, you know, it all happens. So everything slows down, but it happens so quick. And I was like, well, that's weird. My arrow's not, I can't tell where my lighted arrow is. Mm-hmm. And then he spins around and then he you know, starts taking off. And so then I'm, you know, kind of bobbing my head around to try and see and kind of, you know, leaning down to try and see where this, where he's going and trying to see where the arrow's at mm-hmm. and see where, you know, see if I can see it's blood. It's close to dark right now. That was, uh, I thought that was morning, wasn't it? It might've been morning. I know when I came out and tracked, it was the evening because I worked. But... Yeah, yeah, no, it was morning because, okay. because I didn't hit him good, so I let him set. That's right. Okay. Yep, I remember yep. now. So then, and it's, you know, it was a little bit later because it was rut because I remember when I was leaving. So then he peels off and, uh, I sit there. Well, no, as he's peeling off, that's when I, I finally saw my arrow sticking straight up and down mm-hmm. with about eight or 12 inches hanging out mm-hmm. the top. And it was literally between his, but behind his shoulder blades, just behind his shoulder blades, straight up and down. I thought, what in the <laughs> heck? So I start looking and I had a new jacket. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and I had shot with that jacket on just practicing just to see, but I'm redrawing with my bow in the stand, trying to figure out, did I catch something? Did I hit mm-hmm. something? You know, then I let him, he went completely the opposite direction of where I was going to kind of go the way I needed to go to get to the truck. Um, well, I not, my truck was, was kind of South East of there, but the Creek in that area did you park by the gate? Yeah. Yeah. So the creek is in this particular area. And I know these animals are strong. I know they can they can do a lot, but I'm gonna tell you a a healthy deer would I would be dumbfounded if they could go up these creek banks. Oh yeah. It's sixteen to twenty foot straight up and down. Some of them are actually it's like concave. Mountain, it's like mountain goat type stuff. Yeah, <laughs> concave. And the creek there is deep. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to come out of a you know swimming creek and then run straight up a vertical hill. Yeah. So because of that, it kind of has a natural funnel. Mm-hmm. So I knew that he had to go, you know, kind of to the, to my Southwest, but I parked Southeast there. So I get out of the stand and, and, uh, then I walked and I knew there was no, I knew there was no limbs, mm-hmm. but I still walked that just that little 12 yards just to see, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm playing on my mind. I mean, I'm, my mind is completely screwed because mm-hmm. I just don't, 
I don't miss like that. Yeah. And we, you know, that's one thing that we, but all hunters, but I know you and I specifically, because, you know, we talk about all the time of making sure that we're ethical yeah. and shooting right. So I'm just, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. Mm-hmm. And um, so I pill out and I go north. I walk north, the opposite direction, mm-hmm. and then walk three quarters of a mile west out across that pasture. So the absolute opposite direction he was because I didn't want to take a chance of bumping him. I walk like three quarters of a mile or a mile out of my way to get my truck. And then when I got to my truck, then I think I called you. Mm -hmm. That's when I told you you were working. And I was like, dude, I showed it shiny, but I don't know what the hell. Mm -hmm. So then I came back. Yeah, it was early in the morning. It was like nine o'clock. It was nine o'clock by the time I got back to town. So then I called you and then I, uh, well, and then within, as I'm leaving, it took about 45 minutes for that all to play out. I get mm-hmm. in my truck, you know, and I'm still just pissed. That's all you think about for like a week. I thought about it for two months. <laughs> yeah. And that's why that, that, that broke off arrow still sitting in my, sh- yep. in my dash, my truck to remind me because mm-hmm. I feel horrible that what I did to that deer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he lived or not, but I don't know. I think he had to. Well, so to finish the story, I get in my truck. And I'm leaving, driving down that road, and then all of a sudden pops a doe and little brother right in front of me. And I think I was on the, was I on the phone with you or was I on the phone with Doug. And I was like, uh, holy cow, he's right there. Because that was kind of the direction that he would have gone had I shot him. And it was probably 45 minutes later. I thought, well, maybe, he, you know, in your mind you're thinking real quick. So all of a sudden I think, well, maybe he just sat down and then mm-hmm. yeah, then he got bumped up. And, you know, they're they're tough. And then I was like, wait a minute, not little brother. And I was so mind screwed that I had to get out of my truck and walk. And it was a perfect gravel, you know, so there was, it was a. See if there's blood. See if there's any blood. And then I started playing back through my eyes. Like, wait a minute, which side did I shoot him on? Where would the blood have been? I was like, and then I was like, no, wait a minute, that was little brother. It's like, so I was so mind screwed. Mm -hmm. So then I go to come town, can't do anything. You know, I'm just space case. Then I called, um, well, that's actually how I met Lane. Oh, really? Green, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So then I was like, oh, God, what did I, I called somebody or whatever, and then we got, so then Lane had a did dog. Did he have a dog? Yeah. Yeah, he had a dog that he was training. Yeah. To, to blood drill. And he had, I think he'd gone out and found one other deer or something like that. I don't, I need to ask him if I don't, I don't know if he's still got that dog or if it's still, yeah, I but I haven't heard him talk about it. But anyway, he, um, he's like, you know, I can't promise anything, but, so I let it set for eight hours. And then. Yeah, because I got there, it was dark. Yeah, and we so then we go out and uh we find my arrow and then went back out and nothing. Nothing. I mean we and then we called the neighbors and neighbors would usually don't let anybody on there and I told them a story and they're like, Yeah, no problem. Like mm-hmm. go look. And it's not there's not a lot of timber. I mean yeah. it's a there's not a lot of places. I don't know do. where he could have went. It's my thing. And everybody there's you know, all the timber around there, we know all the hunters, they have trail cameras. Nobody yep. has seen him since. I feel horrible about it. And, I don't know. And, uh, but I just don't know how we couldn't have, I didn't hunt another day the rest of that year. Mm-mm. And I went out 10 times on my own trying to find him cruising ground, looking for, looking for vultures, mm-hmm. took other people out. There's, I just don't know where he could have gone. And we hunt the ground still, and yeah. and nobody's found yeah, his dead know. head. I don't, I don't know, know where he could have went. That's what, I'm so that's mad what, at That's myself. what gets me about that whole 
situation. I don't know. I don't know. I, that just makes me sick. But, you know, that's just, I mean, that is part of hunting. It's not if, it's when, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to happen. Here we are sitting here talking like, I think we've told all of our stories about our misses. <laughs> People are going to be like, my first, what are you guys doing hunting? My first buck I killed, cool deer. And this was, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, what's the guy that hunting? Sure, the urban guys. Uh, oh, seek one. Seek one. This okay, is like cool. some seek one stuff. My first hunt spot. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not there anymore because they put houses on it now. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I had this deer on camera all summer long, velvet eight pointer. His his main beams come out and they go straight like this, like they hook. Super mm-hmm. cool deer. It is November sixteenth. My first buck I shot. I'm in my tree stand. I'm hundred yards from the deck of the landowner's house, and it's almost dark. There's four or five does out in front of me. I hear a, it's, I take that back. It's November 21st. I hear a break or a stick break behind me. And I look behind me and sure enough, it's that deer. So I'm like, how in the heck am I going to do this? I got five does t- 10, 15 yards in front of me. I had this buck right behind me staring at him. So I stand up out of my tree, get my bow. I draw back staring at these does, not looking at the buck, but I'm just watching these does. And then I get draw back and I turn my head around and there's, I didn't have a shooting lane trim back there because I just never would have thought, I don't know, that was, you know, still new. Right. <clears throat> so I'm not kidding you. I'm wearing a safety harness. I had to lean off my tree and just use the tension of the strap to hold me. And I was like this to get around this bush, double lunged him. He went 35 yards and I heard a snap. Bam. I'm like, okay, he, he crashed. It's cold out. I text my buddy Mason, who I was hunting with. We go to my dad's house, hour break, come back, flashlight, blood trail, blood trail. We get to the end of the blood trail, nothing. So I'm like, what the heck? So I'm like, let's restart. Go back, get the same spot. What the heck? So then there's woods right there. So then we start walking through the woods a little bit, probably an hour. Now I'm freaking, you know, that feeling sucks. Yeah. Come back, start again. I get to the exact same point. I'm like, where the heck did this deer go? And I literally go like this. He was 10 feet from where the blood stopped to my right, didn't see him. And the snap that I heard was my arrow. It went through him. That was the snap I heard. He snapped my arrow and he oh. fell. That was the noise I heard, but it cracks me up because he was 10 feet and we spent two hours looking for him. Looking everywhere else. but d- Dumb kids. I mean. So I think on that, that's twice now that you just need to stop. Chill stop, out. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Yes, that's right. Because it's within 10 feet of you. Yeah, every time. You just get so amped up. That's what it takes other people to go out there and. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember, you know, just, you know, the blood drop, blood drop. And then you get out there and all the, every leaf has red on it. You don't realize how many leaves are red. And everything will make, yeah, it's like, it's like when you're deer hunting, you think everything's a deer. You're like, oh, it's a deer. And they're like, dude, that's a freaking shrub. You know what I mean? You think everything's a deer, everything's blood. (laughs) How many times have we gone off on our hunting ground and like, all right, we're, I'm going to go cut that tree off right there because it's a deer. It looks like every time I look over there, oh, deer. Yeah. It's like, I've had a decoy out and forgot about my decoy. And I've looked up and I'm like, oh crap, it's my decoy. (laughs) Cause I don't hunt with decoys very often, but the times I've done it, I've literally sat there and I've, you know, forgot I looked up and it kind of jumps me because it's a deer right there, but it's my decoy. You you were talking about your hunting ground and you, I don't know, you called it like your honey hole or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was your spot. Yeah, those houses are now, but mm-hmm. you had uh, turkeys. You shot oh, the turkeys. The turkeys of the spot was unbelievable because I had thirty acres on this guy's house, and then to the neighbors of that, 
some wheat fields and all the houses were there. Well, they would feed these birds, and they would go over there and roost, and that's where they got fed. But then they'd come over to our stuff to do whatever. Do turkey stuff. Do turkey stuff. So, I mean, I'm not kidding you. I have a trail camera video of 50 turkeys in one video. And this is like five years ago probably, wasn't it? Yeah. There's, I mean, I'm kidding you. There's 10 toms fanned out in this video. I mean, there's 50 birds out in this video. Yeah. Insane. The last time I hunted it, opening day turkeys, I tagged out two birds first 30 minutes. That was last With year. Your archery. Archery, correct. Yeah, you're, well, we went out this year. Mm-hmm. And did, didn't you say you've never even shot one of the shotgun? I've shot one. You shot I, one. I've shot one. a dozen turkeys in my life. I've shot one of the shotgun and everything else. Mm-hmm. Been so we go to, let's see, last time I hunted it. It's a good story. We get set up. I know what these birds are doing. I've scouted it. You know, well, I've hunted it. So I, I know what they're doing. We're in the blind. He's got the guy with me. He's got the camera. We have the GoPros out on the decoys. They're 10, 15 yards in front of us. Because you're filming for the show. Correct. And I'm sitting in the chair. We're both on our phones. And for a second, I thought I heard like a the turkey's drumming, you know, the, you know that noise or whatever they make. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you hear that? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, whatever. On my phone. And I look up a few minutes later, and there's a bird out there, fanned out. And I literally had to stare at it because I'm like, do we have another decoy out there? Because there's no way. And I shot this bird. He ran, blah, blah. Well, we checked the GoPro footage. That bird was at the decoys for five minutes the whole time because <laughs> we were on our phones. And he was out there for five minutes because we just got in the blind. So, I mean, that's hardly ever happens. Like, yeah. we just got in the blind. I mean, I killed that bird within 15 minutes of us being in the blind. So, I don't know. But he was at the, he was at the decoys for five call. minutes. Didn't call. No, nothing. You're just waiting to get everything, let everything cool down a little bit, get yep. you know, kind of get yep. set up. Yep. yep. So, shot him. And then we waited because I had another tag. We waited all day. We hunted. It was all day sit, dang near, pretty much. Right. That was it. Oh, no, I take that back. That wasn't on all day sit because those birds didn't work over there until about mid-afternoon. Um, so we sit there. It's probably 4, 35 o'clock. I shot that bird 11 in the morning. It's about 5, 36 o'clock. Another bird comes up 45 yards out. I'm like, I can hit him. Hit him, smoked him, smoked him, hit him low. Didn't know it at the time. Runs over to the neighbors. So I'm like, crap. So we go to the neighbors where all everybody feeds these birds that doesn't like us hunting. I'm knocking on the door. Hey, uh, shot a dirt or I shot a turkey over here. You care for come? Like, well, one guy was super cool. I was like, heck yeah, man, go ahead, go for it. Go in there, nothing. Go to the other neighbor's house, knock on their door, nothing. I'm like, dang it. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to creak because the, their property line was with ours was, I mean, they were right there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm just going to walk over here. Little behold, that bird on, is on your property line. Correct. Little behold, that bird is in just on the other side of the line, right there, bedded down by a tree. And I don't have on both my also has binoculars. And I go in there and I spook him, and he's taking off running. I'm sitting there literally chasing this bird in these trees, <laughs> looking like a fool. Threw <laughs> my binoculars at him, trying to get this deer. Well, there's an old, there's an old down, or, or, or there's an old barbed wire fence that's down. And that's what caught him. His wing got it, and that's how I got him. So then I grabbed this turkey. I'm holding like this, and I'm walking out. And I'm in their driveway, and all of a sudden, who comes pulling up? Is these people that live here. I'm sitting here with a turkey like this, freaking flopping. And they're super cool about it. They're like, oh, well, we're, uh, we're glad you got him, blah, 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 blah. And that was my last time I killed a set of turkeys. Was it, Were one of those the your smoky turkey? No. Uh that one was a couple years before that. 
you know, I've hunted there for, you know, numerous years and I've always seen this bird during fall season, deer season, always seen it. I'm like, I want to kill that bird. I hunted that bird for three years. I've never heard it. You know, I don't know if anybody's hunted a one turkey for three years like that. And one time there's him and a group of hens working the way out. And I was set up at one spot, in the, but I could see him because he stuck out, you know. Yeah. So I went, I chased these birds, spot and stalked them for probably two hours all the way, all around my little 30 acres. They were just bopping and weaving through everything. I finally got a shot off. It was like 32 yards, right, right in the freaking, right in the money hole, freaking dropped him right where he was. And he was a cool bird. He was white, gray, blue head, had him mounted and... Um, well, I say mounted, but I had this fan, you know, stuff like that. All with all my birds, I had that. I had goose mounts, duck mounts, all this. Well, I got a German Shepherd puppy not too long ago, or not too long after that. And I just moved back to my parents' house, and she tore every single one of them mounts up. My smoky turkey, all my, oh. all the duck mounts, the goose mounts, she shredded them all up. I mean, five thousand dollars tax return, I got shredded up by a little German Shepherd puppy. <laughs> And you still got the dog? Still got the dog. Yep, she's five years old, six years oh, old now. Man, that's a tough one. Yeah. But that's, yeah. That's what do you tough. do? What are you going to do? It's <laughs> one of them deals. It's one of them deals. Yep. Yeah. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Man, so had, I I can say I don't think I've ever even seen a smoke. That's the only one I've ever seen. And I, I didn't know what it was, honestly. I was like, what the heck is that? So I took a picture of it, and I put it on a Facebook deal, kind of, what kind of bird is this? And everybody commented, smoky turkey, smoky turkey, smoky turkey. So, yeah, but it was cool as heck. It was gray. It was gray and black with a blue head and white. And it was a whole bunch of different colors. It was cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've seen pictures of them and mm-hmm. everything, like that, but like with my own eyes, I don't think I've ever seen one. Ever. Yeah. I don't know. Cause the, the big ditch, what we call our Kansas runs adjacent to that mm-hmm. property. So I don't know if he came out of there. I don't know. But mm. crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, they're definitely out there. I mean, you see them. Yeah. You see guys shoot them and stuff mm-hmm. all the time, but you know it's kind of like on social media that those videos kind of come to the top. So when I say all the time, there's I don't know, there's not a lot of them shot, yeah. but it's definitely one that you wouldn't want your German Shepherd puppy to. No, definitely happened. <laughs> Golly, man, I appreciate you coming on. It's yep. been fun sitting here talking. We'll definitely have you back on again. Like I said, you're you're on part of the family, but you're also on the pro staff, so. You guys, uh, for our listeners and stuff out there, you're going to see him, see him on the footage and see him with our content while we're out hunting. And um, there's still all kinds of stories. You've been, oh, yeah. You've been bow fishing. Mm-hmm. You've been Garf, Canada. Gar fishing, Canada. Dylan, you went fishing here just the other day, didn't you? Bow fishing, you said you loved it. In Arkansas. In Arkansas. Arkansas. I was did in you, Texas. Did you have your shoes off down there? I figured as much. Yeah. Did you have your uh Overalls, the short, the shorts, overalls cut into shorts on. Yeah, nips cut out too. Oh, really? <laughs> well, just the straps hanging low enough that your yeah. that your nips were hanging out. Yeah. Okay. So you were like in full Arkansas mode. Yeah, for sure. Right. Okay. Come on, he's best. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Since you've got all your tooth teeth, did you put that just that costume black stuff over your tooth, make it look like? You know the the toothbrush was invented in Arkansas, right? <laughs> the tooth. <laughs> Where are you going? Go for it. <laughs> he says that the toothbrush was was invented in Arkansas. If it was invented anywhere else, it'd be the teeth brush. The teeth brush. Yeah. 
but yeah, you uh, you've been down, shot some big, huge uh, gar. No, those were caught rod and reel. Oh, I thought you, I mm. thought you shot those with your bow. No, that was rod and reel. That was that was with Chris Moody and Gar Fishing Addictions, and <clears throat> along the Trinity River. That was if you've never done that, that's a blast. I mean, the one I caught was six foot, one hundred and thirty pounds, which is good. Why did I think you shot that with a bow? That was rod and reel. What were you using for bait? Cut up carp. He would go out and catch whole carp and cut them up and, I mean, that big of a chunk, throw it out there. But the best part was the boat ride because he had a little jet boat deal mm-hmm. and it was freaking, we're going 60 mile an hour down this river freaking, and he, you know, he knows that we're freaking back of his hand and it was, that was the best part. Yeah. Boat ride. Like Shelby on Swamp People? Yes. But yeah, that, he's caught, he had a guy from Brazil come out and they caught an eight foot, 210 pounder out there. I just read where a uh, new state record for Kansas uh, carp, buffalo carp, or oh, what was it? I thought it was, yeah, I think you're right. And it was, a, I mean. It was a monster. I just read it this morning, but it was like, yeah, complete, like, smoked the old record by, yeah. like, double digits, I think. Yeah. I think it was like 67 pounds. I can't remember, but I, I, I just seen the, scrolling through the little, just a picture of it. Yeah, but, Facebook. Well, I didn't even see the picture. I was reading it on on the phone and then I got mm-hmm. somebody called me or something like that and then I didn't get to finish it. But yeah, I just saw that. But yeah, Dylan, where did, how, like, what, what all were you shooting down there? Carp? Yeah. Yeah. I want to go do it. And Kim wants, she loves, she's yes. really wants to do that. Yeah. Boat fishing's fun. Um, I've never done on a boat. Mine was just from off the. So Dylan, whatever. is it like when you're, when you're bow fishing, is it true? The reflection, you got to shoot, extra low or extra high or something which one is it low, extra low yeah so what are you are you shooting it like under the fish or are you shooting at their belly or what under the fish, under the fish? by how far six inches. so six inches under it because of the reflection That's where you're aiming, but you're not shooting right but yeah. as opposed to like when you're shooting at a deer and you're actually aiming at the spot where you're shooting because of the reflection or refraction or whatever there's light yep. something whatever the the technical term is was it as hard? Was it super hard or was it super? My first two fish I missed because I shot right at them. Uh huh. Like the arrow looked like it went right into the fish and I kept missing. So then I just, of course, I was shooting a recurve, so I was shooting the stinker. Yeah. So then I started looking below the fish and I started throwing everything at it. Everything I shot at. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to definitely go do that. That'd be fun. For sure. We can get Miles and his airboat to take yeah. us. We'll invite ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Miles, you're on, you're on the clock. <laughs> yeah, but well, hey man, I appreciate you being on here yep, for all of our, you know, listeners out there. We uh, greatly appreciate you tuning in. And uh, if you would again, if you'd go out and like us on social media and share and invite your friends to like us, um, we need all the help we can get trying to get this thing growing. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, until next time, thanks for tuning in, Powder and String Outfitters your hometown shop.